episode 113 of the ncr show welcome back everybody my name is ryan as always i'm joined by my guy say what up yo what's up everybody it's nate yeah and we are back with the ncr show guys we're sorry man you know uh bi-weekly episodes is something that we're kind of feeling right now you know we we had that whole recent episode episode 112 if you guys had the chance to listen to it if you guys are sort of going through uh creative uh you know ebbs and flows as nate likes to likes to say all the time then man like listen to the past episode we talk a lot about that and uh yeah like bi-weekly episodes is kind of what we're on right now i feel like it gives us time to reflect and, and really pick and choose the the articles and news and streetwear that we want to cover because to be honest like right now people are in the, in the same mode man they're they're in that sort of uh moving in slow motion kind of taking things in and, and and that's kind of the vibe we're on right now too so expect like more of like a bi-weekly schedule right now and when things start to pick up we can get back on that on that weekly yeah weekly schedule ryan just made um, a lot of couple <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not what we're doing hey, hey, in between nah, the nah, weeks. Nah, 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 nah. Oh man, he's trying to blow me up now. Yeah, man. Sometimes things things just get in the way, and when I say things get in the way, you know, other other uh, priorities. Um, this gaming shit is addicting. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I have I have not come across something like this in a very long time. Maybe when we first started, you know, recording the podcast, I was like all in. Uh, we're still all in right now, but this this gaming shit is so fucking addicting, man. Streams, all that stuff. I don't want to get too much into that because it may want may make me want to just stop the podcast right now Yo, and start playing video games. But on a quick note, DM us if you want to see us like stream or want to play Warzone with us. Like, oh drop yeah, a, yeah, drop yeah. Us we your, got. Uh, I mean, drop us your gamer tags, PSNs, and the DMs. Please, man. Activision codes, anything, man. Send it to us in the DM. We got two spots open um very limited spots coming off the bench you know we're very selective on who we play with uh so don't be weird and uh send us an invite uh some other housekeeping tips man shout out to guayaki man we're, we're going to become part of the community of collaborators which is what something i'm super excited about and something that's really cool to announce and we're going to be helping them create content uh for their social media which i'm super hyped about shout out to them for sponsoring us and uh and uh you know holding us up during this time and man those things i i think i'm addicted at this point man i wake up with like a crazy headache and it's like i need i need the yerbs to to get through the day <laughs> that on the ice shit that you were talking about fire pff, clutch it, it like clutch the, yeah the classic gold flavor tastes like that's, an open can of coke but like like kind, like, <laughs> like kind of like a flat can of coke but in the best way Sometimes I like that carbonation stuff, man, but not like too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know how, like, when you open a fresh can of Coke, and this is not a paid advertisement for Coke, but it kind of like stings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's like, like spicy. That first one, just like, ah, what the ah? You know what yeah. I mean? That cola flavor. But man, like, this, this yerb has been getting me through the day, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to Guayaki. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to them. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna be creating some content for them, which I'm super hyped about. Um, another another piece is man, go, go keep listening to those playlists, man. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of you guys following a lot of the Spotify playlists. I mean, that's the only one I could see analytics on, but a lot of people have been fucking with your playlist, Nate. I've been getting a lot of good stuff just from from homies and stuff, and and there, there there's something something about that one that, that they're super super juiced about. And I think you were telling me something about like why you chose the music. Uh, why you chose certain music but uh 
real quick before we get into the topics yeah, what was the thought process behind the music that you chose because to be honest i had never listened to any of it none of the artists even maybe like one tame impala song and that was it but why'd you choose the music that you chose uh it was just kind of like a reflection of what i've been listening to lately and um i don't know i just wanted to try to choose some deep cuts some like tracks that were maybe more obscure not to, not to like flex on anybody mm. but more so to like yeah share it with people so that way they can get into these artists and sort of you know like it's for me like i hate listening to the same shit like over and over yep. and over again so i'm always looking for like new music so i just wanted to sort of share that newness and like that freshness and um with other people so you know no that's sick i i think i think that's why our our uh, i feel like our playlists are special because they're curated by a different person you know every week so you're gonna get different perspectives different tastes different vibes from each person and you can kind of see across the board right now we're on this monday will be our fourth week um, and you can kind of see the differences within each, but also the similarities on, on what is, I mean, we're not, we're, we're no, you know, we're not tastemakers in the sense that we can tell you what the best music is, but we have taste, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're not the official spokespeople, like we're like Apple music playlist makers or stuff like that. But I feel like we, we know, how do you say it? Uh, what gets the people going? yeah <laughs> zane low watch out shout out to you guys for following the playlist man keep listening to those we've got the link in our bio on instagram and um one every week every monday i'm, I'm never late on that maybe a little late on the podcast but never late on the playlist do you want to know right, what, what do you want to say no, I was just asking, who's, you who's, say up next? My time, who's up next oh man i don't know man uh i got a i got a couple people lined up uh it, it may be me you know, I don't think you guys ever heard uh, my music. Uh, it's going to be like all Chief my music. It's going to be a Chief Keef, like <laughs> Essentials playlist. Yo, when you, when you said you don't like listening to the same shit, I almost had to go into the playlist and like restart it <laughs> because I'm like, yo, people probably heard a lot of this music, but I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try. Uh, we did the radio show. I felt like we, we highlighted a good, good uh, amount of music through that. But to be honest, I think week four... Week four might be by our friends, uh, Pop Game Records. Uh, if you guys nice. know Dim Mock, that's uh, Steve Aoki's little uh, little record label. They got a, a little subsidiary named uh, Pop Gang, and that's they're based out of San Francisco. Shout out to Jordan. Um, those are the homies they were on the podcast prior to with uh, Francis of Beaumont. Really sick episode. I felt like that episode was like a game changer for us like you know you have little like milestones and i felt like that was one that i remembered that was like right after that a lot of things changed which i'm really hyped about so shout out to to them pop gang and everything like that and uh you guys may see them next monday on the playlist but let's get into some streetwear stuff enough of this housekeeping shit because we actually found news to talk about, guys. We found news to talk about. And one thing I want to ask uh, ask you, Nate, and we're kind of in similar situations, right? Like we're we're at home, retail stores, other other jobs are, you know, with everything going on, this moment in time, no one's really hiring, no one's really shopping. It's kind of like a, it's a, it's a calm before the storm. I think the storm's already taking place, but there's this huge calm right now, right? And... um there's money there's money to be made unemployment is at its highest right now unemployment is uh is giving some good ass money out right now if you haven't uh, applied make sure you guys go apply 
they're paying more than the average job. But anyways, what I wanted to ask is that with people having so much money, there's a lot of, um, or the people that are having, that have so much money at this very moment. I know there's a couple people still working, but at this very moment, there's a, there's a dilemma. And this is going to go into the article that we found, but do you think that there's an importance in buying actual name brand things at this at this current moment rather than just buying something that's fake i mean and and you got to think about it you're at home by yourself you're not in front of people that are essentially going to say like oh that's fake you're not putting on a show you're not going out to 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 mingle in crowds and things like that so do you think that at this moment it might be okay to wear fake things uh, or to own fake things. Yeah, I mean, with fake stuff, I mean, it's definitely, like, if we're talking, like, bootlegs and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, this is never really my vibe. Like, I get, like, there's this whole culture around bootlegging. Um, but, you know, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it, especially now that, you know, nobody's, like, you're, you're going to be sitting in the house all day for those people who aren't going to work or anything like that. And Yep. You know, like, if that's something you want to do, then that's totally fine. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, we always, like, sort of straddle this line of, like, you know, do what you want to, but also there's this, and maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't, and then, like, we always find ourselves in that gray area. Um, but I think, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter. Like, like we said in the last episode, or maybe the episode before that, which was like two months ago, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like there there are more important things to worry about. So if that's what floats your boat, then by all means. And that's crazy when you say that because it it really doesn't matter right now. You know what I mean? Like before, when you're thinking about like all of the different sh- like uh, showcases, like the complex con, the hype fest, the agendas. You know when when or the sneaker cons, all those things. Like, if you're caught in any of those settings with fake items, fake clothing, fake shoes, fake watches, you will be called out, right? It's a, it's a, it's a subconscious thing where you're just like, when other people are involved, you know, when I'm put, when I'm put in front of everyone in my fake things, I've become, I, I know they're fake. I become more insecure about that. You know what I mean? Like. That is something that I feel like a, a, a lot. That's what deters a lot of people. You know, I think that's the number one thing that d- deters a lot of people. You got to think of it in the sense of like, okay, this is this might be a weird analogy, but run run with me here. Somebody says like, yo, maybe maybe it's a bully or something, right? Or, or maybe it's somebody you have a little conflict with, and they're like, yo, meet me in the parking lot at five o'clock, and we're gonna fight right if it's just you and that person right and maybe a couple of friends on each side it's nothing right fine i'm gonna do this but once somebody pulls out that phone and says world star it's a completely different story it's a title fight at because that point. now you're showcased in front of other people you you know that you're going to be judged if you win or if you lose and i feel like it's it's a similar analogy when it comes to wearing fake shit if you're wearing fake shit in the in the sanctity of your own household right you want to wear a fake off white shirt to sleep because i don't know why the fuck but you want to then you do that right like you go out and buy it on 
on platforms like Wish or uh, uh, what's what's an, what's that? Uh, is it Rock? No, not Rockatin. Uh, Alibaba, yeah. things like that. <laughs> like the, these like random ass sites. You can go buy whatever fake item you want and bring it back to your house. You can you know take fake fit pics and all these other things. But once you once you showcase that on on Instagram or or in public and people start to judge, then it starts to get inside of your head but my whole thing is at this very moment who cares (laughs) i i respect people who wear fake stuff would i ever do it i've done it in the past i'm not gonna lie yeah i was gonna say once i learn experience no no no, i'm not speaking from a completely i'm not talking on a soapbox here like i'm the most uh, sanctified person who's never done it i've done it before but that's because i didn't know but now that i know and i know you know what that i wouldn't uh maybe i felt like it did something to my reputation do you feel like it does something to your reputation if you wear if you own or or rock something fake like negatively or positively yeah like negatively you know like um not even as a reseller that's a completely different topic but when you if if you're wearing something fake right say you have the the needles track pants that we continue to talk about say those are fake i don't know they might be you know definitely not um I mean, there's a possibility. I, I don't. I don't know, but but say say they are right, and somebody calls you out on them for being fake. Do you think that if you were to talk to that same person about you know Japanese streetwear or maybe you know even like a new needles collection or say like you act and act as if you have knowledge of these things but you had previously owned something fake? Do you think that that they would sort of lessen your bar for, you know, being or having reputation for knowing things. You know what I mean? Do you think those two things correlate? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's it's about, I don't know if this is the right word because it's, you know, usually it's used in a more serious context, but it's about like credibil- credibility, you know, like mm-hmm. um, it's like if a politician says something and then all these fact checkers online are like, no fuck that guy like that's false like he's a piece of shit whatever you know it's the same thing it's like it's like a, it's like we're microdosing cancel culture you know like you <laughs> you find out some somebody's wearing like some fake shit and then they try to speak on that that same sort of category like you mentioned like okay this guy's wearing fake needles pants but he's gonna continue to talk about japanese like streetwear japanese designers then it's like, well, you know, he's wearing fake needles track pants, which I'm not, by the way, 100% real. Um, yep. But, um, you know, you just sort of lose your credibility in that sense. And um, I'm not saying that that's how I feel, but I think people are just so quick to make that sad decision of like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because he's doing this you know what i mean yeah and i think credibility is an important word but let me let me uh let me deter it here because there is a a really great segment put out by one of my favorite comedians named andrew schultz and he talked about credibility in the sense that it's not it's no longer about that you know like i i, I feel like in in the, in the original times in order to become a, a to be considered a connoisseur to be considered a goat, to be considered somebody uh, <clears throat> of importance in the culture, you had to have put in the hours. 
You know what I mean? And this is like OG sneakerheads talk about this all the time. You can't buy yourself into being an OG sneakerhead or to even be, you know, on a platform of, of, of being someone that, that knows, owns, and talks about shoes. Right, we're talking about people like DJ Clark Kent, Mayor. Like these dudes have been in the sneaker game for for you know a few decades now, and they have amassed you know a thousand plus shoes. Now think about someone like, and this is the argument that's always brought up: people like Travis Scott, people like Offset. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on shoes. Now have the same, if not even better, collection than these dudes. And now all these publications are saying like these are the sneaker guys now you know what i mean like you can't buy yourself into having credibility but you can you can get you can be in in a position of having credibility if you have clout i feel like now and that's a sucky little you know dynamic yeah but at the same time you know it's like for people who have been a part of this subculture for a while like you know who has that sort of credibility and who sort of just bought into it you know what i mean like there's that certain like discerning eye that just knows when somebody has been doing it for a while and when somebody hasn't and not to say that you know there's there's anything wrong with you know first starting out into like getting into streetwear or like sneakers or something like that because you know everybody start has to start somewhere and yeah of um, course i don't know i just think it's it's interesting how people who have been interested in this sort of culture who have been invested in it over such a long time try to like gatekeep people from being a part of it you know like those newcomers from being a part of it yeah I, okay that you have a good point there i think there's a there's that whole mentality of gatekeeping that obviously sucks right because if you love something and and you're passionate about a particular thing then you would want others to be able to feel that same feeling and sort of uh have those similar moments that you've had whether it's with a shoe with a you know with skateboarding things of that nature but i feel like when you go as hard as as certain people do right and and you you go through the trials and tribulations of figuring things out sometimes i feel like like other people should too in order to speak about a certain thing or or not even to to speak about a certain thing but to to be able to maybe claim it you know what i mean like okay uh, we've we've done this podcasting thing for almost three years now right and i'm totally open for having other people start podcasts right it's as much like crap that podcasts turn into nowadays or or like um what is it the 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 vibe of of podcasts in, in the general millennial culture how it has somewhat of a bad name and being like the new business card i feel like people still have to go through that in order to be like, yeah, I'm, I have a podcast. You know what I mean? They have to go through figuring out technical difficulties and figuring out all these things because that's the part of the process, right? So if you skip all those steps and, and technically become a one hit wonder, like I feel like a lot of people that have tried to work their way up to becoming somewhat popular or, 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 making some sort of impact, I feel like they always look down on the person that, that kind of like just sparks up out of nowhere, you know? I feel like that the, 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 what we relate 
to is the struggle aspect. Yeah. I th- I feel like the, for the most part, and that goes with the skaters, the 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 sneakerheads, the the camping in line, all that things. I feel like that's all relatable, and why it, that community is so strong because I feel like everyone relates to struggles versus like relating to success. Yeah. So and I think if you if you're yeah, yeah I think go. it's a you know it's about this sort of like tribe mentality. You know, like you. Yep you know you want to protect like the validity like the credibility of whatever culture genre like subculture you belong to you know so for instance like you see this newcomer and you're like well you know you haven't paid your dues and it's sort of like a tryout or like a a test you know Mm -hmm. because you want to protect the integrity of that whatever you know quote-unquote tribe you belong to because if like yeah. you know someone like this new person comes in and claims that they're representing whatever culture or whatever it is that you're part of and they do some dumb shit then it's like okay now you're just making us look bad so i think in that sense the yeah. reason why we have this sort of natural reaction of like well you know this person has to pay their dues before they can really really be a part of us is to sort of like essentially like in a dramatic you know as dramatic as it sounds it's it's for survival if that makes sense mm. you know what i mean it's about like protecting yeah. like you know protecting the value and protecting like the meaning behind whatever it is that you know you're a part of <coughs> and everyone does ev- everyone does it you know what i mean no, definitely. like we're talking we're talking like even within the DJ culture that we're a part of, you know, the not everyone can buy a turntable. Everyone can buy a, a controller, right? But there's a certain amount of work that you have to put in to even be able to sit at the table. And that's okay because everyone has to pay their dues. And I feel like when you try to shortcut things, that's when that's when you sort of you sell yourself short, right? Because you're you're not trying you're you're doing it for a particular reason right if you're if you're beating around the bush it means you're trying to get to a destination way too fast that you may not be ready for and if some people are 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 deemed for greatness right off the bat then yeah so be it but it doesn't happen for everyone and and that's one of the things that i feel like within this this world of streetwear especially with with fake stuff man like there's this guy right and this is the article that i'm referring to um his name that he refers to in the in the vice article his name is Aiden Six but essentially they're they're interviewing this kid based out of the UK and he's basically saying that 80% of his wardrobe is fake right and we're talking you know high end nike's uh you know louis vuitton gucci like pretty much everything jordans all that stuff but when they ask him a question because he runs a uh a subreddit basically surrounding fashion right so there's this there's this dichotomy here where you have a guy who's somewhat knowledgeable in the brands and the product speaking about it right as a as a moderator as a as a as a person who manages this reddit thread but also wears completely fake shit right so you can see how there's like a uh, uh, an imbalance there but when they ask him you know is there a moral issue with buying replica clothing? I mean, considering that that that's what he's doing, right? And they basically and he basically says like 
I believe as long as you don't pass it off as authentic and you don't try to fake your way around the clothing that you're buying. And I respect that. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you buy fake stuff and you want to wear fake stuff and you say it's fake stuff, I don't see where the problem is. You know what I mean? But it's when you decide to become the spokesperson for real stuff, yet you're buying fake stuff and not saying it's fake stuff, then I think that's just being fake in general, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if you're, if you, if you own it, like that's more respectable than just trying to get by faking it, you know? I think in any case, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what it is. I think like if you own up to something, then that carries way more respect than just trying to essentially lie to people you know um so yeah 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 i respect it you know is it for me probably not is it you know are you gonna do it no because you're a hater and you'd never be caught dead in fake shit and uh yeah, yeah whoa <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I that that almost flew over my head yeah but but yeah no i i agree with you <laughs> but you know i i think as long as you own up to it it's fine and like i don't think that necessarily deters somebody from being you know this authority on these types of things like you know like because knowledge is accessible to damn near everybody right so Mm -hmm. you know just because you're wearing a fake version of something doesn't necessarily mean that you can't speak on the actual product like the real product or whatever it is you know and i feel like i just i feel like i contradicted what i said in the beginning of this episode but it's fine it's totally fine (laughs) and that's okay i just woke up like an hour ago it's totally fine i get what you're saying though and i get what you're saying and um i think the the, to the bottom line of it is just like own up to your shit you know what i mean like if you want to be uh if you want to wear fake stuff wear fake stuff but if someone calls you out on it being fake tell them it's fake you know what i mean i feel like you find supreme confidence in owning up to your shit or or following owning up to your shit right because that whole metaphor of i'm rubber you're glue whatever blah 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 that is basically saying that okay yeah i'm i'm saying it's it's fake already like there's literally nothing you can tell me that's going to put me down about what it is that i'm doing whether it's it's i'm you know i don't know how to dj if i preface with i'm not a dj but i love music who's gonna tell you otherwise you know what i mean i feel like the owning up to your stuff is really important even when it comes to you know just life in general you know i feel like a lot of people get offended by things because you know it might not that that might not be them you know but and there and i feel like when you when you admit it's not even admitting fault well when you just admit a minor insecurity or or even you know peel the curtain back a little bit and and exposes you of just maybe not knowing everything about that that's fine let's move on to something a little bit more positive we are in the midst of the last hopefully the last month of all of of this moment right now um which happens to be something that I'm just now discovering, not that I've never knew about it before, but something that has been, you know, a, a bit more highlighted um, is Asian Pacific Heritage Month, right? I've, I've always known it's been going on every year, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yearly thing. 
but I've I, I've I've never felt extremely connected to it. You know what I mean? And I feel like we we've talked about you know some of our inspirations within the Asian American community uh, in regards to streetwear or, or 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 even skateboarding things like the the people that have inspired us to 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 get to the position that we're in now and also strive to be greater. But I want to ask this question. This may seem like a very general question, but I've never even thought of this myself. But what does it mean to be? I mean, right now in this moment for you, what does it mean to be Asian? I don't know. I mean, I think from personal experience, like being able to go back home to like where my family's from and to experience that and experience the culture and connect with family that I rarely see and may have never met. I think that's that was like yeah. such a powerful experience for me and it helps me identify more with like who I am, who, you know, where my family comes from, like what our culture is about and you know, it gives you a sense of pride in in who you are and um mm. you know, I mean, for me too, I think I you know, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month like it comes around every year, but like you said, it, I just don't feel like this strong like connection to it. And I think part of that is because as like, I don't know, for myself, like I'm a first generation like American, like my parents came here from the Philippines like in the 80s after my brother was born. And, you know, like I, I, I grew up here and I, I was raised here. And I think part of why I have that sort of disconnect is because I don't know, it's it's it's. I feel like a lot of people feel like this, but it's sort of a struggle with identity and like, mm-hmm. you know, like who do I identify with more or is it okay to identify with both? Like, you know, like it, it, it's, it's a, I think it's something that first generation um, people like struggle with a lot. And I don't know. It's, 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 um it's interesting because like you almost feel guilty for not feeling more mm. pride in like your culture and not being as involved and not being as in, not integrated. That's not the right word. People are going to. No, I th- no, I, I think that's a, I think that, I think that's pretty spot on. I, I think that that's a word that's pretty spot on and kind of being more. I, and this is, this is, this is my more my engrossed dilemma, right? in your culture. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Within the culture. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, for you being first, first uh, generation, I'm second generation. And I feel like with every generation, I feel like there's always a struggle to, or every, every further generation we're talking first to second to third, whatever. I think there's always a struggle to identify as the, the further you go, right? Because technically with each generation, you know, the more distant you can often become to the beginning, right? So I, I, within my second generation, there's always a struggle to be like, you need to go back to your roots. You need to come, you know, to the Philippines, which is where I'm, both you and our families are, are both originating from. So there is that sort of stress on being like, no, like you're too far. You might forget. And, you know, with, with and I, Black History Month is a good example. They're, I feel like they, this community really puts a, a, a stress on making this month the greatest month ever 
and oftentimes when I look at like uh, the month of May, Asian Pacific Heritage Month, I feel I I I don't feel like the ones that are supposed to be making this a month uh, like a spokesperson or a person within it doesn't even have to be streetwear or fashion but you got to think about it like this right and i'm gonna bring up a fact that 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 almost gives me a reason to why there should be someone within this field that really puts on for us and and there are a lot of people that do right we have the bobby hundreds we have the jeff staple but i feel like there's a certain dialogue that's missing on on how we could further or reconnect to where a lot of people feel like they're 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 kind of missing you know what i mean so here, here's a little statistic a uh, heist nobody put out a um a recent article that you had sent over nate called uh, how street culture shaped asian american identity right and i i feel like one of the biggest things to pull out from that is a uh a boatload of statistics from the nielsen company that basically highlighted why Asian Americans are one of the most powerful consumers, audiences, which however you want to uh, pitch that within streetwear and fashion, right? So here, so the spending power is up to to about 1.3 trillion, you know, coming into the year 2023. That's a lot of money, right? Just in general, not just within streetwear and fashion, but just in 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 all of spending power. That's a lot of money, right? Jeff Bezos, even though he's the richest dude in the world, literally just became a trillionaire, right? He literally just became a trillionaire. Uh, the median age for Asian Americans is about thirty-five and a half, roughly. Um, so if we're talking about the people who spend the most money is still within reasonable range. That's like five years off for me. Jeez. Damn near being 35. Damn. How, I mean, how old are you? Yet. I'm 20, 20. I, 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 wait, no, no, no. Oh, Hell you're no. turning 28 like this year. T- almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bugging right now. That's like nah, you got a good, yeah, you got a good seven. Me. I'm tripping. What? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the one that I think stands out the most, right? A Nielsen study points out that 29% of Asian Americans prefer to buy things, quote unquote, their friends and neighbors would approve of. That's a really important nugget right there, right? Because, I mean, this is taking kind of a diatribe from our original conversation about what it is to be an Asian American right now, which is something we'll touch on real quick after this. But when I, when it says 29% of Asian Americans prefer to buy things from friends that their friends and neighbors would approve of, do you think that's somewhat relatable to how not just us, but how a lot of our friends and colleagues and even people that we see within our community, how that relates to, you know, things like the fashion purchases that they make, streetwear purchases that they make, things like that? You think that's like somewhat close? Yeah, I think so. And I think it has to do with, you know, like our the identity of like the culture that we come from, you know, like a lot of, you know, Asian cultures are very centered on being part of like a community. And, you know, mm. even even if we may not, you know, think that way, like overtly, it's, you know, it's something that's sort of ingrained in us. I feel like, you know, like we're always searching for like a community to be a part of because 
yeah it's fulfilling and it adds value to us and you know not to say that we can't be like independent and you know free thinking and do whatever but it's just of course you know it's it's it just it feels good to be a part of something where you have like-minded people where you have people that you can relate to because you know a lot of the times like when you're coming from a different country and you don't speak the language and like you don't know how anything works it's like what the fuck like yeah. you know like i yeah like, I mean, we're, we're the same people at like so that way i can you know exactly. feel at home feel more comfortable and i think that i think what i just said right there is the perfect way to sort of describe it is like you're looking for a metaphorical home you know and for a lot of us that ended up being streetwear because yeah you know it was fairly there was like a fairly low barrier to entry like it's it's easy like you okay i bought a pair of sneakers i i did my research i talked about it with my friends great i'm part of this thing now mm-hmm. and like we're all in yeah. this thing you know what i mean so i think that's no kind yeah of what it goes back to there's an innately human thing about wanting like getting where you fit in right, right. but i feel like within us and this goes for i mean i'm sure every other culture and community and race and ethnicity you know has aspects of this and i was speaking solely from a perspective of being an asian american there's just something about it man like uh, we have they have the japan town the korea town you know what i mean we have a a little saigon where all my my vietnamese homies hang out you know what i mean like these are these are communities based around this idea of a, of a good example of what you just made of where the fuck are the people like me you know what i mean like for me and all my filipino relatives they hang out at a mcdonald's right like that's that's where they fit in right like they hang out there they all congregate there they got the little biker gang they do whatever they all meet up and they chop it up for us that like that mcdonald's is our like that's our that's our stashed shout out to stash that's our huff <laughs> yeah right shout out that's our benny gold store right and everyone else obviously they, they do it too but that's what brings us into meeting other races and ethnicities and i think that's what that's one of the if we were going to say the top three greatest things about streetwear i would say one the invention of supreme right two the uh the invention of the uh, tiffany dunk sb and i think three is 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 racial ethnicity those are the top three things that Shuer has ever brought to the world. You know what I mean? You got to think about those camp outlines, the fucking pop-up shops. Like, they bring a lot of fucking people together. And especially in, in supporting, you know, brands like Braindead, right? Kyle Ng, I think he he's like one of the, one of the leading... I mean, at least for for a slightly young, I wouldn't even say slightly younger crowd, but yeah, slightly younger crowd in terms of streetwear that they look up to. Jeff Staple, obviously, everyone reveres a guy like Bobby Hundreds, right? Um, there's a lot of really great Asian Americans doing really great things within streetwear. Yeah, and I think I think that that's something that needs to be stressed more. You know? Yeah. I feel like not enough of them are speaking up. You know? And I think. You know, I want to hear more. Like streetwear is like us embracing streetwear is almost like us embra- embracing our 
this otherness category that we've been put into you know what i mean because yeah. like you know growing if you didn't like growing up as an asian kid you're always sort of put into this category of i guess like the best the most classic example of being asian is like taking food from home to school for your lunch and people being like yo what is wow. that like what the fuck is that like and being embarrassed to bring food to lunch because like as a kid as a kid that was that was true for me too like i never wanted to bring lunch like none of the other kids brought wow. lunch to school you know what i mean like i wanted to buy the shitty cafeteria food you know because that's what everybody else was doing but i think yeah with us like embracing streetwear culture which also has been put into this category of like other you know like streetwear like like mm-hmm. what are they do like what the fuck like who are those guys like why do they think they're so special and shit and um i think for us it's about like embracing that and being like y- you know what like we are different but that doesn't make us any less than other people you know what i mean like this no you, you know what i mean yeah bro right on right on the uh right on point with, with that you know what i mean like and i feel like the the design there are designers that do that stuff man like they 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 have produced think about think about how how poppin japanese streetwear is or even brands like like clot right like all those collaborations and we're talking about like um an asian uh, an asian centric brand and how they design and you know uh, their their branding and all that right g-dragon air force ones like we are making some of the greatest things and i'm tired of the chinese new year shoes you know what i mean i'm tired i don't i don't want just one shoe to commemorate this one moment you know i want i want our asian american designers to constantly be creating great stuff to be like yo whoever designed that was you know a part of our culture and we see you know hints of that and i feel like because we're so focused on true because that's something that we we know and love we want to see people like us creating stuff that is that is synonymous with things that we've grown up on you know what i mean that we can kind of relate to and being like damn when i was a kid in my asian household those are things that i that i remember seeing and that's what gets me to go out and buy that and support this asian american designer artist or brand you know things like that you know um i do understand you know products have to be made for everyone which is cool i'm not i'm I'm not against that either but oftentimes in a time like this, Asian Pacific Heritage Month should be treated, you know, just as important as any other month. And I want to see some fire products. That's it. Is that too much to ask for? Like, can I get some, can I get some fire products? But like, do you, do you think, that's it. do you think that we're like, I guess like, you know, Chinese food is probably the best example because, you know, like when you order Chinese food from, from a Chinese restaurant, you know, a lot of the times it's not quote-unquote real Chinese food you know it's just it's catered Mm. towards like the American palate and do you think there's something wrong with sort of doing that in streetwear and this sort of culture and you know like it's almost like this trait it's almost like this you know scale of do I make something that's easily digestible for Mm. the average consumer or do I just be like unapologetically you know like do something that's unapologetically representative of who I am and the culture that I come from. You know what I mean? Like, do you think like, do you think that 
only doing a Chinese New Year shoe uh, like brings us forward because it's introducing this idea and this culture to new people or do you think it holds us back because we're only doing it we're doing we're doing it for everybody and not necessarily for ourselves you know what I mean like that's it's sort of like yeah this, and I, yeah there's I think it just comes down to the intent you know what I mean like I think when you when like some of the best sneakers ever made were based around a person's lifestyle or a person's uh, current setting what they like you know what i mean there's a story to it right like jeff staple pigeon dunks like he, he he's from new york he's trying to highlight where he's from why can't somebody do that with a with, with a shoe too you know what i mean it's not i don't i don't feel like I feel like obviously brands have control of it, right? So if they're just asking for a colorway, make a colorway. But if they're asking, you know, who's a good example? Uh, maybe maybe they ask like a like a Bobby Hunt. You know, okay. So Bobby Hundreds in the Hundreds did a shoe with Puma, right? But what they what he did was a it was an homage to you know vintage high school stuff, you know Letterman's all that stuff. Now, if they had asked Bobby to make a shoe, like an Asian shoe, do you think he would be somewhat turned away? Like like an, like an Asian-centric shoe. I think that brings up a different conversation about, you know, putting people in a box. But I think to your, to, to your point before I fucking divulge in a different conversation is I think it bas- it's based around intent. You know what I mean? I, I think there's, a, there's an importance of, of, of why are you doing this? Are you doing this to sort of just, I mean, highlighting the culture is fine. You know, I'm, 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 I'm completely down with just highlighting the culture, but I want, I want people to get a sense of like, yo, this is, this is like really synonymous with my life or how I was growing up. Money cat dunks, bro. That's it. That's all I got to say. Money cat dunks. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. Make, make something that people can relate to. You know what I mean? Everyone could relate to. I don't know how people are relating to the Seven Eleven dunk that got <laughs> canceled. You know what I mean? The people like Ben and Jerry's, I guess, make something that you know Asian Americans can can relate to that they can like get behind. You know, all the little clot collaborations that they've done. People love those things, man. And that's like a good the symbolism for a lot of those products are asian american or like just asian centric in general you know it's just about just like chinese food you know pan express like you said is is catering well i don't know if you said pan express specifically but that is chinese food catered to uh, a more of a general audience and that's okay but it, it introduces them to when they go to china or hong kong to ask for that orange chicken for them to get denied and then ask well okay what else do you have you know what i mean it, it just gets them interested and I, and I think that that there's an importance in just you know, like we always say, starting the conversation. It may not be the right conversation right off the bat, but I feel like getting people interested is important. No, definitely. I think that's a I think that's a great point, you know, with anything in general. It doesn't have to be just streetwear, but I think, you know, starting that dialogue is it's definitely a step in the right direction of getting people's attention and introducing them to something new and to sort of build their appreciation for for that thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know that's that's very important too. Not to say that 
you know, doing something that's not necessarily for a broader audience or the general audience is, is wrong. But I think, you know, in the day and age that we live in, it's like, we still have leaps and bounds to go through before, yeah. you know, we're fully represented, you know what I mean, in our culture. And I think we sort of have to take it step by step, like you said, and sort of introduce our identity in small doses to these, like, to people who have no idea who we are, you know what I mean? Exactly. And there's a tra- there's a, a huge trade-off, right, in, in a positive way. You got to think about all of the and, you, and whether you watch you know the the round two episodes or not when they go to japan bro they, they, it's mind-blowing to them right like this is a culture that they have read about and watched you, you think about people like nigo and 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 uh, and jun takahashi you go to japan and you see all these things and you 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 throw yourself into the culture because if it's something that you find of importance and if you're a constant knowledge seeker you want to know more about the things that you like that are being made and and how they're being made and who's making them, where they're making them. And naturally, if you're just generally interested and you want to know and you're not a fucking prude and you don't, you know, limit yourself to certain things because it's, it's not of your taste palette, things like that, then you'll never find out about cultures and communities or different races and ethnicities. And, and there's a huge importance to that and, and why you see, you know the brands or the or the tastemakers that do do that the, the ones that travel especially to Tokyo to Hong Kong yeah man it's it's they're on a whole nother echelon because they're they're rediscovering other cultures that could eventually or as a matter of fact they do influence what it is that they make right yeah and and there's a there's a that's that's huge i think you know us as Americans, we always tend to think of ourselves as, you know, like we we started this and you know we own this. Like you, everybody else is yeah. just trying to catch up and join in, you know. And I and I think our view is very, you know, focused on ourselves, but also like at the same time, people are starting to realize that and almost obsess over the fact that there are other people out there doing amazing shit that aren't you know aren't from the u.s like for instance you know japanese streetwear and fashion like it's every everywhere right now it's it's held in the highest regard and you know it's just it's great to see people sort of branch out and acknowledge that there are other people out there creating amazing stuff doing amazing things and wanting to learn more about not only like the products that they're putting out their brands but also like about you know the culture and you know the other person's identity and who they are and how they came to create such amazing things you know what i mean yeah it was crazy man like uh, uh, just sort of talking about it right now with you just it it, it opens you know, my mind up to wanting to learn more, especially about, you know, even as being an Asian American, other Asian ethnicities, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's so, I hate to use the term riveting, 
but it, it is definitely insightful. And I'd say like to just to end end it on the topic, there are two things that I, I would hope that uh, you as a listener, not you, Nate, but you as a listener uh, can can pull away from this. And the first thing is, you know, accept open mindedness, man. I feel like there's an importance to being open minded. Try one. Try something once. You know, there's there's no harm in it. You know, try something once. Google Google something that you don't know. And I'd say the second piece is um, orange chicken is not real Chinese food. So uh, don't ask for that if you ever go to, you know, mainland China. <laughs> and I think that's the end. <laughs> that's the button on that topic, man. And um, happy uh, Asian Pacific Heritage Month. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start greeting people with that for the rest of May. Shout out to shout out to all 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 the Asian homies. <laughs> but man, I feel like I feel like we get in these diatribes where we can go back and forth a million times about like this similar point and we kind of we, we definitely echo each other which I think is really cool and I and I hope that you guys listening uh I hope you guys that are listening find find something out of that because I feel like whether you're Asian or not, there's a there's a huge importance in kind of like understanding your roots or, or following the people that look just like you because of uh, essentially that just gives you an example of someone that you can be or a position that you could potentially play or a role that you could potentially fill because if they look like you, you can probably do it too. And I think that's a great place to end it. Um, damn, I don't have any closing, closing remarks other than to... Uh, Follow the No Chance Radio Instagram. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just look us up, man. No Chance Radio. That is episode 113. Nate, you got any final words to say to the people? No, man. That was a heavy episode. I'm ready to just get out of here and get a win on Warzone. So. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Again, please follow us on our socials. That's where we update every week. You know, stay in touch with us, man. Send us DMs. Tell us what you think about the episode, what you think about us, what you think about streetwear, everything, man. We're always here to continue the conversation. That is episode 113. We'll catch you on the next one. Later. Later.